and welcome to the Content Club Pod. My name's Jess, and today I've got a very, very special guest in the house, Alana. Hello. Hi, I'm Alana. I have um, a clothing brand, a mental health clothing brand for women rising from trauma. And um, I do, uh, outside of t-shirts and hoodies, I also do uh, dresses and nice tops and neats and that's how I stand out yes it is and I love how you just like went all in this is me I am Alana <laughs> um so tell me so the, this series of the content club pod is all about talking about women who are running small businesses with chronic illnesses do you want to share a little bit about your story and what what that means to you Yes, I'm always happy to share my story. I, I think I keep sharing and sharing and I realize how little I talk about it. Mm. Um, so I have endometriosis, which I only found out when I was uh, 36. Uh, and I'm also autistic, which I also found out when I was 36. So Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I know only... you had double diagnosis in the same year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I had surgery uh, for endometriosis and um, a diagnosis uh, with, with exploratory surgery. And then that was in August. And then in September, I got my autism assessment and got diagnosed autistic. So, yeah, it was it was very revealing because um, mm. when, when they when, when I got my diagnosis of uh, endometriosis they also found out that I have varicose veins in my pelvic floor so that means that I cannot stand on my feet for too long without having period cramps mm. so my chronic pain that was thought that uh, coming from endometriosis was actually coming from the varicose veins in my pe- pelvic floor so if I walk a lot in a day if I stand on my feet for too long the same as people that has varicose veins on their legs and they have pain I will have like a period cramp so if I have a very packed busy day at the end of the day before bedtime I will probably have a period cramp so it's like it it was a very long journey because I was uh, I got my first period when I was eight very very young and ever since I have had pain every single month Mm. And I was told month after month, it's normal. Women uh, are supposed to be in pain. And I was like, yeah, but this much pain, I don't see my friends or anyone else around me like this. It really makes me stop my life for a week. I also had very heavy periods. So that meant that at eight, I would miss school for a week every month. I was in pain and unable to manage the 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 bleeding so uh everyone told me like you're gonna grow out of it when you're a teenager you're gonna be better and then when I was a teenager when you have a baby you're gonna be better then I had a baby and they were like oh oh we don't know what you're supposed to get better after you have a baby it never got better really until after I got surgery and and Mm. treatment for it so and I'm actually lucky that it got manageable so now the pain only comes from varicose veins and the endometriosis is in there i can tell when there is the 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 flare up and it affects my life like it can stop my life for weeks sometimes yeah i was gonna say you said only it only does this 
<laughs> because, you know, it's incredible how much we get used to pain, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like, I forget. I forget the people that are supposed to feel zero pain. Oh. And I always wonder, like, how is that? Because, you know, that's that's the main the main pain I feel in my life comes from the varicose veins and endometriosis, but mm-hmm. there, there is also all the the other um the other things that comes with being autistic, right? Mm-hmm. When I and I'm very very sensitive to light, like very in the summer, my eyes literally hurt. So if I step out without my glasses, is I can't see anything. I all I see is like red dots, yellow dots. Uh, I can barely tell where I'm walking, and then it get I I have I suffer from migraines and I get triggered by light. So it's if I don't have a migraine or a very bad headache, I have a period cramp, or I just I don't know heartburn or something like that. Something is happening all the time. All the time, I think I pick yeah. up what you said. I still can't believe that there are people in the world that just don't feel any pain ever and they're just a human being walking around like la 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 and also how much how little we are educated about pain because then the people that don't feel this much pain they just obviously they can't relate but they can't also try and understand because they, mm-hmm. they, they usually when you tell them they're just it, it's they are zero days old when they're just learning that people can be in this much pain and they're like, oh, wow, oh, I didn't know. There is not much education about that. So there is, obviously, things are not, you know, tailored to these disabilities. It can cause you, like, so much pain that is debilitating over time. It's like I tell my, my family, sometimes I have to remind them, like, you need to remember that every single day I'm dealing with pain. And at some point, it will break me down. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have, or maybe depression crippling it crippling in or I am going to have like just bad mood or something like that because it's like some days I'm allowed to say I can't I can't deal with this anymore yeah and I I'm only allowed yesterday it literally uh, happened to me yesterday uh, every week every Wednesday we go to my partner's mum for dinner and it's like a tradition and I absolutely love it but my body was just like no not having it not having, not having it. it and I got so upset with myself I got so disappointed in myself I was yeah. it took me like about two hours to write the text to say that I can't go and I was like what is what's wrong with me why you were why? trying to push yourself to go yeah you were trying to just you know I just want to be it, it's hard because I never feel like I want to be normal and it's not about wanting to be normal it's I don't want people to think that I'm like making this up all the time. That's exactly because it. they 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 sometimes you know they're trying to they, they mean well but they they come with comments like maybe you just should not pay too much attention to it. Like if you talk about it too much, then you are paying too much attention and you are giving it power. So you you're meant to ignore it in public but suffer in silence inside of you. Mm. So I talk about it because it's happening. Yeah. So it's, it's I... yeah, it's there, it's happening. So when you when you have to cancel something, in my case, most of the time it's like, I I don't want to admit publicly, pu- publicly that I'm again in pain or again, um, quote unquote, sick. Yeah. 
you know it's uh, because it's like for them it's not normal for them they're sick just a couple of days maybe and they go on with their lives and for me is even if I have a cold it takes me time to recover from that and and that's yeah. when I feel like I wish I was and again quote unquote normal <laughs> I call it a um, muggle illnesses like when humans, normal humans get a cold, they're out for like a week, maybe two weeks, and then they're back. Yeah. But if I get a cold, I am fucked. Like, I'm yeah. actually fucked. I'm in bed. My partner always takes the piss out of me. Like, when I've got when I've got a cold, I've got the flu. And I am down. And I've got a high temperature. And that cold can sometimes debilitate me more than having a really high pain day. Because yeah. it's the, they're together. <laughs> they're together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I. I totally feel you. It is like that. And and like it's it it's been for so long, going on for so long, and, and you normalize it, you internalize it. You in my case, I I talk about very little. Like mm-hmm. I don't really tell people that much about how much pain I am in. Yeah. And they say, But you look always so fine, you're always so happy because this this is not stopping me from being who who yeah. I am. I'm still alive. You know? Yeah. <laughs> And and it's I this is who I am. Imagine how we'll be without pain. <laughs> you know? It's like imagine that. I just <laughs> listen. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Maybe that's why we've got these pains. Maybe someone yeah. in the universe was like, Do you know what? They're a bit too much. Let's yeah, yeah. let's let's dye them down let's, a bit. <laughs> turn it down a notch. <laughs> Give them some pain, maybe some, you know, pain here, there, chronic illness. Neurodiversity. Yeah, yeah. Sprinkle that in. (laughs) (laughs) And there's that, you know, the the neurodiversity, it's that when your brain works differently and you need so much time to make sense of things, just just simply putting it and translating it to my business. I'm a very slow learner. Like, oh, my God. God knows if there is a God, how much time it takes me to learn something. It's it's unbelievable. And I will read it and read it and read it again. And if it's an audiobook, I will listen to it and I don't get what it means until it does. Mm-hmm. When it does, I'm unstoppable. But it takes me so long to get there. So when I'm finally like doing all these things learning this and that uh, and then I get sick I'm so tired and consumed by my own existence like how much it takes me to use like my my energy my functioning energy just to get things done just to get things right I cannot live at the same pace as everyone else that, no I think that's it that's a, the hard period hard pill to swallow (laughs) it's the hardest pill to swallow yeah and I I take this pill every day because I on top of this I've got the worst I think in the world I think I've got the worst in the world imposter syndrome and I really really do like I'm not joking I have I can't look at so there's people that have started when I started in lockdown the same business as me they're in the same circles as me and they are killing it and I'm so proud of them but when I start looking at their numbers, their sales, their collaborations, their how far their businesses have gone compared to mine, I get really upset with myself. Yeah, me too. I get really, really upset with myself. And I'm like, oh, but my partner will always remind me. 
because he's the one that gets the brunt of everything. And he's like, but Jess, they've still got their large colon in their body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't have pain every day. They Tough don't enough. have this. Like, it's, you, yeah. I have to check myself. But that doesn't mean I'm not incredibly proud of where I am. And that doesn't mean my business isn't incredible. Like my, no, I, I mean, love my business so. I much. have seen, I have seen how much you have flourished, and I know that there is people that I I start following, uh, following at the same time as you, and I can see where their business are. But you see, like you have your people. I'm not with them. Mm. I'm with you. You know exactly, and exactly, it's, exactly. It's, it's it, it, we we all the the sun rises for everyone. Mm. It may be it will go a different pace, and and that bit I've been thinking, you know, just just in the run up to to this uh, podcast recording, I've been thinking like about business, like how much my disability affects my business, because that's mm. what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and it it hits me how much I avoid thinking about that. Mm. Like, oh, probably I have done accommodations, but I try, I try not to think about it too much, and then. Mm. And then, like I said, I forget that I have it. And I also have that that imposter syndrome, you know, coming in like, hi. But you know what, people, there is a lot of people out there, the people that don't have the talent, they don't know about imposter syndrome. They don't. They just, just believe that they can do it. And I'm not saying that there is not people out there that actually believe they can do it and know and don't suffer from this. But most of them, they're just like out there doing it, like just with half the talent that you have. Mm. And they can still can make it because they have this belief that they aren't the best of the world, you know? Yeah. And and it's it's sad that you have, you know, grown up with these things holding you back that makes you believe, make, makes you feel uh, fragile, you know, like I can break in any moment. But maybe you can and that's why you have to, you know, adapt everything around you. And I've been thinking it's in business, like we need to be aware that, yeah, we have a disability and and you're running a business with a disability and you want the world to be welcoming, inclusive. You want understanding, you want everything. But it is what it is and how things move. It's not even determined by certain people. It's a high behavior that we are having. We are consuming content so fast. We are consuming trends so fast. We are buying things so fast. So it's not just one person. Even us, the disabled people, are guilty of that. So you have to understand that that's how things are working. If you have a business, you need to catch up. You cannot expect your business to grow if you're just doing half or just a part of the of the job understandably if that's what you can do you will do but you have to adjust just your expectations a hundred percent so you have to you have to or or if you say well i'm gonna you know because you have the boat of energies and and you like today i'm gonna just put on and i'm still i'm on the top of the world i'm gonna do everything so when you have that good uh, good days, you have to spend them optimizing your business because you're going to work hard, but you can't work hard all the time. Mm. So you have to work smart. You have to optimize it. You have to have 
you know, you learn, you have to learn about launching a business. You have to learn about planning for the year, how you're going to offer everything that you sell, you know, like you, you need to plan. So then you just put half of the, of the work in so you can plan for, you know, because you have things in your calendar. Sometimes it happens to me that I have everything planned and then, oh, but I didn't think about what if I have a very, you know, a day where I'm in a lot of pain, how am I going to catch up? So you have to plan for those days as well. If you, you don't automize your, your business, if you don't find a way that you can keep up with the pace, then you're going to grow, but you're going to grow at the pace that you go and you have to be fine with it. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but not feel like, oh, poor me, why mm, everyone else is growing and I'm not. And it's, you. I know why I'm not growing. And I have to accept that You have that to is, accept it. Yeah. You have to own it. You absolutely have to own it. Um, Optimizing, that's such a good... What do you do? What are the what are some of the automations you have in your business? Okay, so I have I have had like a I have automized the way I I do my launches. So how I plan them. I have like a rinse and repeat way of doing it. Come and... through the content circle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know I know that I have I have perfected it in a way that I know I can launch a product in two weeks if it's a small launch. Mm-hmm. If it's a big collection, I will need a month and a half or two. Uh, and, and I have a different process for that. So I have two big launches in the year, summer and Christmas. And then I have small ones in monthly uh, with two weeks that I take for shipping orders and catching up, you know, yeah. having slow days as well. And then two weeks where I'm selling my offer, selling my offer. And then the third week is for selling, you know, shipping orders. And then a week where I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop now. So I'm I'm making sure that I have a week in the month where it's low. Mm. And, I, and I can kind of like move it a little bit, you know, like spread it the days. So that the work is not too overwhelming. Um, I use Trello, I use Notion, I I have like templates for um audience uh you know like investigating, going like what what's my audience, what is my target, what is my my mission with this collection, what problem I'm solving. So I have these mechanisms and I answer the same questions every month. Yeah. And it helps me just get a hang of what my business is and that mm-hmm. you know like perfecting the way that I talk to my audience in a way that I don't have to think too much also I have the content club of course like I have my content lined up I don't use the whole thing but I have like some that are like I, I every month when it drops I go like okay let me see what I'm gonna get from this 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 I haven't done this in a while it there is a lot of stuff in there that it reminds you and, and I find it really helpful for, for example introduce yourself I forget to do that mm-hmm. so it's like oh this it reminds me this month I haven't introduced myself in like six months okay I'm gonna do this you know it's, so the planning just becomes easier and it's a week for me rather than doing it in you know day to day and I and it's a week because I decided I was going to take a week for planning yeah 
rather than doing all in one day, even though I know I have the capacity to do it all in one day, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just like, mm, it's fine. And even though sometimes I plan it, but I don't produce the content. If I know that if I'm too tired, I'm like, I'm going to do it weekly. And it goes well. I, it goes, it still works for me. So that that's the way I've been optimizing the, the way I do things. Like I, I have in my calendar, I in January, I put, I line up my calendar for the year. That was going to sneeze. I was like, oh. <laughs> I line up my calendar for the year and I, I put all my, my, you know, personal things like mm-hmm. birthdays, Christmas, and then half terms for my son, um, bank holidays, everything I lined up in a, in a yearly calendar. And then I go with, okay. You know, it's historically what of the the time of the year, what is being, you know, harder for me, summer. So I tried summer needs to be a relaxed time. I can't do this too much. Christmas, it's Christmas is is triggering for my mental health. Family wise. So my I lost my dad and my mom is a narcissist. So we don't we have no contact. And though I have an amazing family, my sister, my nephew, my niece, my son, I have the most wonderful family and I'm very proud of it. It's Christmas still triggering. Mm. So I try to, you know, um plan less for Christmas because I, I want to be gentle for myself. So that's how I be I plan the year and then I go like, okay, I'm gonna put in my offers. Just got, uh, sorry, I have to jump in with an idea for you. Can we do something? Can we do a product line around how Christmas is so triggering? It's you know what I put it in the in the um, in the survey. I I do a survey after a big collection for the next yeah. one. Yeah. And and one of the themes I, I suggested is it's something about on the lines of um how hard the year has been and then having to deal with Christmas. Yeah. So and it's the most voted one. So it's probably gonna be my next my, my Christmas collection. I haven't decided that, but I have one week to decide actually. <laughs> oh my god. I would love that. I would buy that jumper straight away. <laughs> it's oh it's god. it's hard. It's hard. It's yeah. it doesn't have to do like it it's not necessarily a bad, bad time, but it's it's really, really, really triggering. Yeah. So it's like I wish I had my full family and it's not there. And then you feel guilty because you really got to have something wonderful in the present. And it makes me feel like I'm not appreciating it enough. Yeah. So it's double triggering. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I planned the year like that. I put all, I, I take into consideration even though that like summer is going to be it's it's a time that I find it like I'm very tired. The lights, like I said, they they trigger yeah. me a lot. I don't like the heat, even though I come from a tropical country. It, it's not my thing. It's just I wasn't built for it. Neither was <laughs> so. I. Neither was I. I'm sat here, fan on, no bra on. I've got a cold flannel. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. I mean, you have to. So so yeah, that's that's my way of optimizing things. So I don't have to use my energy just thinking too much and I invest I invest as much as I can in things that will help me taking the burning out of the business like uh, for me just coming up with ideas and thinking I mean I'm not saying I don't have any I'm proud of of my creativity but I like to bring other minds in yes I I know that's so little me I'm not gonna make it 
<laughs> just me just me is enough as i'm doing but i you, you need to be surrounded by other brilliant minds like yours and if you can surround yourself with more uh, people that gets it like like you that you have a chronic illness you get when i say i'm not in the right mind right now yeah. you know it, it's refreshing that's yeah. amazing it's just so so lovely to say that to someone like i'm not in the right mind right now and they totally get it yeah 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 no absolutely there, there is other creators out there that they are they acknowledge that that the oh, they're, they're are... an ally <laughs> yeah of course they acknowledge that, that oh i know many of you have a disability and i don't know how you do it and it's yeah. great if feel it feels seen yeah. but i still i still it's you will still need someone that gets it yeah you don't know gets it you don't know me bitch yeah 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 still better than nothing but someone that get someone that gets it gets it like for real for real for real yeah um did starting your own business did that come from a place of being too sick to be in full-time employment absolutely did it absolutely so um my son is autistic um since Samuel got diagnosed when he was four and raising my my son was the most beautiful thing and the most triggering thing for me mm. like I didn't know I was autistic as well yeah. and most of the things he did were triggers for me so I was constantly overwhelmed sensory overwhelmed all the time mm. and, and growing you know uh, raising him raising my son uh it was so triggering I started smoking I started doing weed you know mm. only in the name of anxiety is I'm, I'm too anxious I need something to calm me mm. down I didn't know I was autistic I ended up smoking weed every single day when when my son went to sleep it was like I needed all the work the weed in the world to go to sleep yeah yeah uh, and then after a while it didn't help mm. and smoking didn't help and after... it's so expensive it is it it's, is and it also, really racks up <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't smoking that much <laughs> but but it's um at some point it just started affecting my anxiety it was yeah. triggering panic attacks oh uh, yeah smoking didn't feel like like what i needed so i i would i found myself doing it and hating it every time i did it like hating myself bless you <laughs> hating myself every time I did it so it's um it, it wasn't the answer so but when I got diagnosed autistic I realized how much I was being triggered and how much you know like I was it was snowballing in me all the sensory overloading all the pain I was sleeping in um I was unable to do anything else that wasn't being a mom mm. so it's like I can't have the 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 you know, the mind for managing, going to an office, doing a job and also being there for my son. Yeah. I'm not saying that if I didn't have any more options, I would probably do it. Oh, 100%. You're but, more than capable of doing it. Yeah. But you had a but, choice. But I had a choice and uh, and I was like, I can't do I can't do it. I just can't. So when, when my son uh, turned, I think it was 10, 10 I think at the... At the in the he turned eleven in the pandemic, I mm. believe. Mm. So, um, I I it was the time they started feeling like maybe it's time for me to get back to work, 
And then all the memories of me asking for a week off because of my period. All the memories of going to my job in pain. Uh-huh. Doing my job in so much pain. Uh-huh. Also, also not absolutely not getting social cues in an office. I'm a graphic designer. So they say you can do it remotely now a lot, but uh, unfortunately I haven't got any job opportunity uh, given to me. Um, I have applied the hell out of it, like mm. to everything. But I have, mm. a, I have a 12 years break in my CV. And it's really hard to get back to job to to mm. work when you are a mom with such a break in your CV. So I was like, you know, exploring with my therapist back then during the pandemic. I got um CBT tailored for autistic people, which I didn't think was going to work because I, I have done CBT before and I was like CBT is rubbish. It's not going to work. But when they tailor it, it was a total mind. You know. Oh, I love that. It's game changer. Love and uh, it 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 did change my life. I have to say it, it did it. Like I haven't since that cycle of therapy. I haven't got a depressive episode that that is as deep as they used oh. to be. Oh, that's so, so wonderful. It it is. That's how important it is to get a, di- a right diagnosis and getting the right intervention for that diagnosis. I'm not saying that CBT doesn't work. There is many, many people that all they need is one cycle of CBT and they, they're fine. They go back to their lives, you know. But if you have something else thrown in the mix, you might need to tweak it for it to be able to work because one size doesn't fit all. And so I got I got um, CBT therapy for uh, autistic people and it was one of the questions I got was, so you get you want to get back to work and uh how you feel about it mm. like how, are you ready after this I, it was my last session and I was like I don't even want to talk about it I don't feel ready and she said well maybe it's your time to create your own thing and he was like oh she's so right I hate her <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't want her to be right because yeah. I had, I had this idea of my business for so long. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm like five years later, mm-hmm. five years late to my, to my own ideas, because I've been thinking about them for so long, for so, so long. But I was too busy doing, you know, getting my son to the place that he needed to be. Yeah. Like like the Barbie movie said, like we mothers stand so our children can see how far they can go. So that, that line really touched me. Mm. <laughs> so I put everything on hold and then it was like, there's no more to do. He is, well, there is more to do, but he's already like 11 or 12 at the moment. And, and I have this big idea of mine. And what else can I do? Google five mm. ways to die. Just sit there and you know deal with this pain. It 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 was the time. It was time to do something. It was that or trying to get back to work, which yeah. I was trying, which I haven't stopped trying during the time that I have my business. But I haven't got even an interview. Hmm. Nothing. And and I mean I might not have best portfolio because you know twelve years when I left being a designer, there wasn't people doing websites. 
12, 14 years, something like that. So there is a lot of things that are missing. But when you go to This is a Remix and you see all the things I have done. I was going to say, see, that's the portfolio itself. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally capable. But it, well, I haven't got any any replies or any interviews mm -hmm. or anything. And at some point I had to start stop applying. So I, I do it like in periods because it really hurt my feelings. Yeah, like they just get rejection after rejection, and some of them are like, "Oh, we're very, very proud of you for trying to get back to work." It's very brave. That's very uh, brave. Thank you. Yeah, that's very brave, and it's like uh, again. Yeah, great. So, no. so I have I I turned to my business totally, yeah. totally yeah. because of my chronic illness. That yeah. you, I can say that, yeah. and my chronic illness and my disabilities. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it's going pretty well. It is. I mean, I can tell you that I haven't been this happy in a decade. Oh. You know, like doing doing what I love. Um, Some days I just like, oh, I don't have any ideas. Oh, my God. But there is the days when I'm like, I have so many ideas and I'm going to do this and that. And I put them in, in you know, notion and I, in motion and I make them like when I, I see them like I make them a reality yeah. and it's so good it feels so great it's like oh mm. this is me yeah I forgot who I was mm. you know it's it's not all pain it's not all just um the disability and and the and the chronic aspect of it it's all that I have to offer as well and we tend mm. to forget it yeah I want to close this interview with some advice if someone has just listened to this podcast and they they also have a chronic illness and they're also at the beginning of their journey and they've decided to start a business what advice would you give them please research the market <laughs> <laughs> yes bitch yes do <laughs> don't do what i did just go and research the market it's easier than you think we now have tools like ChatGPT that can help yep. you analyzing data. It's it, You don't have to do it all by yourself. Find a group of people that believe in the same things. Because we we when we start our businesses, we look for similar businesses to follow and see what they're doing. And sometimes we aim too high and you follow people that are too far ahead in the journey. And, and you are your, your version one and they are their version 3000. And you start comparing yourself with that and it's it's not healthy. It will get mm -hmm. to your mind. Mm -hmm. So always try to surround yourself with people that are at your same level, people that you, you always have to have people that you look up to, but it's good that you also surround yourself with people in the same journey because yeah. being a small business can be very isolating. Yeah. That would be my, my main, main uh, advice because I didn't do it at first. And I found that this is my, so this is a remonstrance tree on December. And this year is my, my third year of business, or is it my, my second? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be three. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It, it, it's been the best year because mm -hmm. I started doing market research. I started surrounding myself with people that were in the same journey as me. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's the year when I, I have seen my business evolving. Yeah. The other two were like, I didn't know what I was doing. 
And Wait, I was like, two years selling. old though. When you're a baby, yeah. you don't know what you're doing. And I'm still don't know completely. But back mm-hmm. then it was like totally every every month I was pivoting to something else because it didn't feel right. This time I'm like, oh, this feels right. So I'm just going to stay mm-hmm. steady doing this. Yeah. You know, and that feels really good. It's uh, I, I, I think I wish someone told me that when I started. I love that. All right, Miss Alana, this time is yours. <laughs> Promote yourself, tell people where they can follow you, how they can buy their products, and who would absolutely love This Is The Remix. Well, you want to find me on Instagram, and this is the remix.uk. Um, this Is The Remix is for people rising from trauma. It's not just for women. And... If you are in a healing journey, if you feel like you've been there, done that, and uh, and you know what that you have to put the work in, but you're still, you know, struggling, you find it hard to talk about the trauma that you have lived with, because people think that your trauma dumping them, then then this is your place. You can talk, you you can share. You it, nobody's gonna say, oh, go away with your bad, bad vibes. You know, it, this is this is the place for you. Find something that you like that will remind you that you are amazing, that you deserve all the good things that are happening to you and that you're not hard to love. So if you feel like that, that's my clothing is for you. That was beautiful. Alana, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been so, so, so gorgeous. Um, And thank you listeners for tuning in to this week's Content Club pod. All of Alana's links are going to be in the bio below. And I hope to see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Hi, guys. I'm just jumping in to say we spoke a lot about the content circle and content planning in this workshop, in this podcast, sorry. And it's because Alana was part of my group program called The Content Circle. Um, The Content Circle is a group program made for small business owners. It's six months. And... If you want to have some support in your business, if you're confused about content, you need to get some more sales, you want to grow the business, especially if you have a chronic illness, this program is great for you because it's spread over six months. And that doesn't mean I'm longing it out. It just means we're going in depth and we are taking things day by day. So if you're interested, I'll pop that link in the bottom as well. But again, thank you so much for listening to the Content Club pod and I will speak to you guys next time. Bye.